Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Hello and welcome, brothers and sisters, to the Church of the Unicorn. I am Dr. Steve. I said, I am Dr. Steve, and he's James Breakwell, and you are here bearing witness as part of the congregation to the Lord's work as we are bringing you wrong and wronger, and good on you for being here. You have stumbled through our doors, and James, man, I can tell I am Steve, Dr. Steve Olivas, and you are pretending right now to be outraged, but you are secretly wildly entertained. James, Tell me I'm wrong. I just am impressed that despite receiving no encouragement whatsoever, you continue with these impersonations at the start. <laughs> Literally zero positive feedback, yet here you are every week with a new bit. There is just no stopping you. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I agree with you. <laughs> Well, I hope that you're along with James and the way he thinks and that I'm pretty cool and this show because of me is pretty cool. And you're here watching the podcast, hopefully, to catch all of the splendor that is me and a little bit of what's break well as we argue on Wrong and Wronger about topics that everyone pretends, like Breakwell pretends he's outraged, you pretend like you have no opinion about, but like Breakwell, there is a giant glacier beneath that surface of, of emotion, Welling, broiling, percolating, and that's what we're here to do. We're going to solve some of these debates for you. And James, we have a quite topical topic today. What are we going to argue about yes, today? Our topic picking basically goes like, what's on TV? Let's argue about that. Last week it was Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers. This week it's Super Bowl versus World Series, which is better. And yes, we already did football versus baseball. Nobody listened that time, so we can argue about this too. Nobody will listen this time. We can argue about it again. It won't matter. We can argue about it every week and nobody would notice that we're repeating ourselves. Now, as you can tell, Breakwell's probably a little more agitated than usual. <laughs> And it's not because he's sitting on something sharp. James, you, you've had a lot, a maelstrom of stuff going on around you tonight. You want to just give me, I told you to hang on to the story. So let me in on what we're doing here right oh, now. You might notice my shirt has quite a bit of mud on it. I, don't, I, didn't, uh, I didn't bother to change. Steve's not worth it. But uh, So for a while, we got new carpet. And I was like, oh, this is good timing because everything iced over. And, uh, you know, there's no mud then. Well, all of that ice thawed yesterday and the day before that. <laughs> and our yard, I have never seen more mud. It is a swamp. It's like a World War I battlefield. Like, you could, you could lose a man out there. And I have two pigs walking around on it with their tiny little hooves that just punch through the dirt and the mud, and they track it in. So they came in tonight, and I kept the baby gate closed, sealing them back here in my wonderful office, thinking, you know what? In no way can I unleash them in this house with this new carpet. We just can't risk it and they sat back here and they whined and they squealed and they squealed and I finally hit the breaking point I'm like I can't do a podcast with two whining squealing pigs I've got as and you, you, you were the other three squealing whining pigs so 
I, I was like, okay, I'm going to give him a bath. We're going to try this. So I took Luna upstairs, Ooh. and she shrieked like she's never shrieked before. I'm sure you could hear her down in Nashville. But she's small, yeah. and I could overpower her and hold her in the laundry sink. But Gilly, I mean, Gilly Ooh. is an armload. There was no hope of that. So I, I told Betsy, I was like, Betsy, I'm going to pick her up, and I'm going to oh, put no. her in the shower. <laughs> And I need you to help me, and we're going to hold her in there. And so I pick her up, and I toss this ham missile in there, and she turns around and bolts out, and I have a baby gate, and I'm trying to shove her in, and she slips through the side, and she takes those muddy hooves, and she runs all over the living room, which is bad enough, but then she darts up the stairs and goes to the new carpet. And oh, God. It, yes, and then I had to go and shove her down the stairs. And you know what a pig does not like doing? Being shoved downstairs. It is... It is Stairs are not built for four-legged animals. She can do it, but she does it very slowly and deliberately. And in emergency circumstances, she was a she was not game for that. And then we chased her around down here, trying to delicately wipe off her feet with with like diaper wipes. And Betsy tried to do that. And like, cause if I get close to her, she panics because I use because I pick her up. I use force. I don't mess around. But Betsy's there, daintily wiping off the mud. It's like this is gonna take forever. And finally, I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick her up, and I'm going to sit in the high chair, which is the only method we figured out for grooming her hooves, because they're getting pretty long anyway. Oh, nice. And because if I sit there, she's trapped. She's got, like, four legs dangling in the air, and she can't run away. <laughs> like, we're just going to do that. We're going to clip her nails, and we're going to give her a wipe down. It's going to be a pig pedicure. We're going to do it all at once. And so, a pedicure? Yes, so we, we lulled her into a false sense of security. Then I scooped her up, and I held her there. And she is pretty big and pretty strong, and then she kind of... Yeah. And I had to stand there and hold her in place, and she kind of started listening to the side. So my my arms are not only covered in mud, but absolutely exhausted. But then Betsy stood up there at the front of her and cuddled her halfway to sleep. And my wife got down there underneath her like she was a mechanic doing an oil change. She clipped the hooves. And then, and then we finished with that, and all was good, and we went upstairs, and my three-year-old had gotten some scissors, and there, oh. there were some princess face masks my wife had set aside that she was going to do with all the girls. It was going to be this whole big thing, and, and Waffle had cut through every single face mask, all of sure. them with these scissors. Sure. And then I came down here to talk to you, so that's been, my, that's been the last 20 minutes of my life. So I don't know if I I don't know if I have any fight left. I gave it all to my kids and my pigs. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The good news, ladies, is James will be single by the end of the week, so there's probably some hope if you want a bunch of kids and a couple of pigs. Woo. Yeah, we usually record at the top of the hour, and at about two minutes to the hour, I got a very simple text <laughs> that said, gonna be late, pig drama. <laughs> and that's all I needed to know. Yeah. This was this was more dramatic than the Super Bowl. This was we actually had the Super Bowl on in the background. It was less exciting than what we were doing here. I can picture like Benny Hill music in the background yeah. and you in like fast motion going up and down the steps and going different directions and around and around and around <laughs> they go. And then one of you carrying the pig to the left, the other one carrying the pig back to the right, then the pig carrying all of you back to the left again. <laughs> that's that's a pretty accurate description of tonight, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I, for one, am marginally glad you made it. The listeners, <laughs> probably not quite as much as me, but here we are. Yes. So, I guess I should give you a compliment. I already kind of gave you one, but I'll go ahead and give you a second one. Thank you. Did you give me one? I, I said I complimented you on, on ignoring fan lack of feedback and continuing oh, with your bit. That was kind true. of a compliment. Well, my heart skipped a beat. That's what I You know was. what? Okay. No, I don't have the energy for a second compliment. That compliment's going to stand. That's going to be the only one you get tonight. <laughs> 
Wow, I, I feel like I should send you an invoice for that compliment. But my compliment to you is being able to, on the spot, because you were about to tell me what happened, and I said, hold that story till we record. And on the spot, you were able to come up with a 2,000-word column that I'm guessing might be part of your email chain coming up, because that was well-organized, cogent, and damn funny. Well done. That's how, that's how those 2,000-word com- uh, columns come out. I actually speak them out loud. Like, when you see a YouTube video, that's basically the start of a 2,000-word column. I just have to go back and edit it a little bit for grammar and to take out all the swear words. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> well, that's why we did it on Wrong and Wrong. Because if you had told me off air, I'd have gotten the real version of what happened. That's exactly right. <laughs> Well, good on you. And if you want to be part of Breakwell's email chain, every Monday they come out and they're a hoot. But uh, go to his website and sign up for it. I recommend it for everyone that can read. <laughs> but you don't have to read to read what the Guam Quarter of Fate has to say. <laughs> nice every transition. Week. Well, I am the Segway King. James, what will the two sides of the quarter represent for you today? Heads, I am arguing Super Bowl. Tails, I am arguing World Series. All right, Super Bowl is heads, tails is World Series, and it is tails. You have, I don't remember what you had in the baseball-football argument. This time I have World Series. I think last time I argued football, this time I argued World Series, which is good, because I have Exhibit A for while the World Series is better than the Super Bowl. And that is the fact that the Super Bowl is on right now, while we are recording this, and neither (laughs) of us cared. We walked over the Super Bowl. I actually caught a few minutes of the Super Bowl as I was wrestling the pig, trying to hold her still as her as her hooves were being tended to. And Tony Romo got very, very excited about a punt. It was a record punt for the Super Bowl. Furthest punt in Super Bowl history. That was the most exciting thing they had to talk about because it was a terrible game. Nobody wanted to watch Tom Brady in yet another Super Bowl. Nobody wanted to see the Patriots there. Nobody cares about this game at all. And when it was 3-3 last time I checked, I'm sure now that I say this, it's probably like the craziest last five minutes in football and everybody scored 50 points. But barring that, it was a snooze fest. Let's get over it. And also, 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 let's not forget the Super Bowl is on Sunday (laughs) nights, which is a crime against humanity. Like, oh boy, let's get together. Biggest (laughs) viewing experience ever. Get your friends, drink some beer. Oh, by the way, work tomorrow morning. Have fun with that. Great Monday. Who would do that? The Super Bowl. How can you take a Super Bowl seriously when there's work the next day? I, I just can't. James, I'm going to recommend. I'm going to write down a couple of medications that I want to ask your physician for. I don't know that you're going to sleep tonight. You're on a bit of a manic phase right now. I don't. You know what? I'm going to show up with bail money. Just shoot me a text. I'll keep my phone on tonight. Well, no, neither you nor I is watching the Super Bowl. I'm actually home tonight. I'm getting ready to go to Spokane, Washington tomorrow, but. We're watching reruns of The Office on Netflix because nobody cares. But I got to say, just from a sports fan perspective, and I know you like sports too, just as much as I do, but this is the biggest show on earth, literally on earth. I don't know. I'm fairly certain the World Cup soccer final probably draws more viewers than the Super Bowl, but this is easily far and away in second place. And it's all over in one night. The World Series takes like a month and a half to play. (laughs) 
And who has the patience for that? It's like watching the gestational period of an elephant, watching the World Series. I'm fairly certain the elephants have the longest gestational period of any mammal. And it just takes forever for that baby elephant to grow. It takes forever to crown a World Series champion. By the time we're done tonight, everyone is going to know that Tom Brady is going to cheat again or make a deal <laughs> with the devil or something. And is going to win another Super Bowl. And, uh, hey... That's the other advantage of the Super Bowl is you can watch Tom Brady every year through your entire <laughs> high school, college, married career until you're in your late 70s. Watch Tom Brady over and over again. And the strange thing is he's going to look the same today as he does when he wins the 2047 Super Bowl. <laughs> it's a strange thing. So you got Brady. You got the commercials. Man, the commercials, before all this political correctness came into effect, the Super Bowl commercials were the highlight of the show. Even if the game itself was bad, people would tune in to watch the ads because they were funny and awesome, <laughs> and now they're watered down and bleak and pale because that's the way everything has to be when all of the political correct have people you, suck the joy. Have you been on Twitter at all yeah. tonight? Uh, very little there was, while. There was, one, on. there was one uh, T-Mobile ad, I think it was. It was a, a boyfriend who was going to argue with his girlfriend about where to go out to eat. And basically, the gist of it was, you're just playing mind games. You're going to go where you want to go. And, like, people were already putting that on blast as being sexist. And, like, it was like, it had started already. Like, the commercial was off the air for, like, 10 seconds. Like, man, I cannot imagine <laughs> the pressure of being a Super Bowl commercial creator. That, like, it's, anything you do is just going to get just lambasted by everybody. But I think that's... That's an, oh, people were, were flaming it? Oh, yeah. Well, I, to be fair, I only saw one or two, and then I thought, I'm done with Twitter for now, which is my reaction to Twitter <laughs> a lot of times now. I just I see the rising swell at the start of the wave of outrage, and I just check out. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to see where this crash is so ashore. I'm, I'm done. But you know what? If the highlight of your sporting event is the commercials, you have a serious problem with your product. And I think we can agree that of that world record audience, at least half of them are there every year for the commercials. I have never heard a single person say they watch the World Series for the commercials. So at least the fans they do have, they might be less of them, but they're there for the World Series and nothing else. And that speaks volumes of what the World Series is doing versus the Super Bowl. James, I've never heard another person say I've watched the World <laughs> Series. Commercials or no commercials. The commercials, anything to draw you to the show. And the commercials aren't the highlight. They are they a are highlight. The highlight. Like, there's a bunch of highlights. Tom Brady's been a highlight machine since he was in Super Bowl One back in 1967. I don't remember if he played for the Packers or for the Chiefs, but it was one of those. You can probably see that patched in with some Photoshop <laughs> on somebody's Twitter feed. But now the, the Super Bowl is fun. We have Super Bowl parties. You can't have a World Series party because one is going to have to be on a Friday afternoon when everyone is supposed <laughs> to be at work. At least tonight you have a chance to call in sick, work up a good phlegmy cough so that you can sound convincing when you call your boss. Yeah, you Even today, I said, let's record tonight. You said, I thought you'd be at a Super Bowl party. And I said, yeah, when you reach my age, that's probably a bridge too far. But that's what people do, normal people, unlike us. You and I are super normal. We're at an echelon above where the normal bear can possibly reach. But people enjoy it. They get together. They eat wings. They drink beer. They watch the game. They don't watch the game. They make out with other people's wives. Like, it's just a whole hoot nanny. The World Series ain't got that going for it. I, uh, I have a fact check, actually, for you. So... Here's what I said. So uh, I said, when are we recording next? And you said, oh, got to be tonight. And I said, I can. Just surprised you're not at a Super Bowl party. And you said, and I quote, meh, uh -oh. not really a football fan. <laughs> that was your exact response. <laughs>
And I stand by it. I stand by it except for the Super Bowl, which is obviously something that I look forward to every year. I've had the date circled on the calendar. It's right next to Groundhog's Day because i got to get my shopping done before the malls fill up. But now the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter if you like football or not. It is the show, and everyone's going to be talking about it tomorrow. So everyone will at least check the score so they know how much Tom Brady won by in the last second of the game when they came back from four touchdowns down to somehow win because something happened with the clock or the football or the weather. Or lightning struck down the L.A. Rams quarterback because God smited them because they're not his boy, Tom Brady. I don't know. Everybody loves the Super Bowl, James. Baseball's on the way out. Come on. Remember a couple years ago, when the Colts, not when the Colts, not when, when the Cubs won the World Series. Do you remember that? Because no everybody remembers Man. that. Because it shook the very foundation of the earth. An event that happened once in what, 104 years. You had not. It's more than that, but. You, you had going, people yeah. going out and visiting the graves of their grandparents who had lived their entire lives and died without ever seeing that monumental event. Like, tears of joy undersells it. And there's just nothing. Mm to compare that to in the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is too recent, too modern. It doesn't have that kind of history. It doesn't have that kind of legacy. And there's no team that could win that would, would elicit that kind of response. Even the Lions, I think, if they saw, or the Browns, if they won the Super Bowl, they people would be like, well, that's kind of neat. Okay. It would not get the reaction. I think the love is so much deeper for the World Series. It connects with America and Americans on a much more visceral level. And the Super Bowl is all surface. It's all glitz. It's all glam. It's all the halftime show it's all the commercials it's all everything but the punt fest that is the super bowl game where everybody plays conservative <laughs> so they don't want to blow their big chance to win by two at the last second when god again favors tom brady actually tom brady's continuing winning streak is the strongest argument i've seen that there is no god i don't know take that for what it's worth but it does it does make you question your faith when he wins year after year despite being a terrible human being Oh, just imagine if our oh. imagine if our one listener left is a, is a Patriots fan. <laughs> it will be down to zero. Oh, by the way, and I would be remiss if I didn't yeah. say this, our, our diligent, diligent scorekeepers oh, both no, no. got in touch with me. And this week, or last week, was another blowout. A tremendous blowout. A blowout like you won't see in the Super Bowl this year, which is a snooze fest. When I crushed you over Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street, Sesame Street was clearly better. That's, what, three weeks in a row now that I've won? So just trust my judgment. I've been right every week. I was right about Sesame Street, and I'm right about the World Series being better than the Super Bowl. It's possibly only two weeks that you've won. I, I can't remember exactly the numbers. But, you know, all of the feedback, the comments underneath the posts for that show were how Mr. Rogers is better. Not all of them, but most of them were. I don't know where these people were when it came to the polls. <laughs> But one of our interns did say, uh, Steve, I have a theory on this. I'll share it with you later. And I said, well, I'm going to need to know because uh, this is reaching condition critical. We're at DEFCON 4. And so I need to mobilize the troops, all of the Team Steve players. We got Team Steve, who are like the Peyton Manning Broncos coming out of nowhere. And we got the Team Breakwell, who are Tom no, Brady no. and the don't you Don't you say that. that. You hates. take that back. <laughs> So vote Steve this week. And James, tell everybody how they're going to be able to do oh, that. I have to stand up now and get some dice. I am exhausted. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't mean to make you stand. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what? You don't know exhausted until so you've spent 20 minutes rustling a pig, okay? That's, I was going to leave it at that. Wow. Wow. This reminds me of my honeymoon. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> 
from my wife's it's a, point. It's a good thing that didn't come it's out. It's a good right, thing Mrs. It? Steve doesn't listen to this, just like ninety nine percent of everybody else. <laughs> All right. Funny thing is that sounded better in my yeah. head. This is why I can't just fill time while you're looking for dice, James. All right. If you want to vote for me and the World Series and a continued winning streak, vote for 14. Yeah. If you want to vote for Steve, the guy who just called his wife a pig on a live pre-recorded oh podcast, vote for 31. And if you want to throw your vote away, vote for 10. Just the number 10. All right, so if you want to vote for James and World Series and boring <laughs> baseball and alliteration, vote for a boring number 14. 14 goes with baseball pretty well, but if you want to elicit the voice of God, John Facenda and NFL Films talking about the frozen tundra when Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl <laughs> in 1967, vote for 31 which is Tom Brady's number plus 19. And uh, if you want to throw away your vote, just vote for 10. 10, Neil O'Donnell's number from the old Pittsburgh Steelers when they were horrible. But we got to get out of here, James. We have run long. We are like a regular Super Bowl broadcast, <laughs> which leads everyone into the wee hours of the morning. But let's go. Until next week, where we are going to tackle huh, another fantastic topic for you. This is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve, the man with the plan to wear a great hat every week. And he's, he's James. He's Breakwell. He's just him. I don't know. But thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for partaking in the show. And thank you for voting for Steve this week. I'm just going to lay that out there ahead of time. Until then, Steve Olivas for James Breakwell saying, keep, oh, wait a minute, that's my other show. Sorry, two wrongs. <laughs> Yeah, make a right. Thanks, everyone. Oh.